3: Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show. Seton has the honors for the poll question. Paulie's here, Fritzy's here, yours truly. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all of the above are welcome. Say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. Download that app and you can watch the program for free. Also, our radio affiliates, including the Fox Sports Radio lineup, nearly 400 cities around America, carrying this award nominated program. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show Our good buddy Nick Wright, the Kansas City Chiefs apologist, will join us coming up in a little bit. The great Al Michaels will stop by in the final hour of the program. Spent a lot of time first hour talking about Baker Mayfield shutting it down, surgery time. Why now? Why not play in the final game of the regular season? What's changed? And... It feels like this would be a great showdown, end the season, beat the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but Baker is going to shut it down. I still go back to when the injury was diagnosed, when he first suffered it, and I wondered, how long do you play with a torn labrum? Now, granted, it's on his non-passing shoulder, but still, that's a lot of pain. Every time that you're brought to the turf, you're going to feel that. And he was sacked nine times against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you play through pain, you get more credit when you're successful. But when you're not, then that's when we hold you accountable of, should you be playing? If Kurt Gibson strikes out against Dennis Eckersley in the World Series, you know what we say? He shouldn't have been up there. What's Tommy Lasorda doing? He could barely walk to the plate. If Kurt Schilling gets lit up against the Yankees, Oh, come on. Did you see the ankle? He shouldn't have been out there in the first place. If Willis Reed goes out against the Lakers and Wilt Chamberlain and Wilt lights him up for 30, he should never have been out there. That's how we do it in the media. That's how we do it in society. Baker Mayfield did not succeed. If he did succeed, like Aaron Rodgers has been playing with a broken toe. Aaron Rodgers, broken toe, unbelievable. He's going to be the MVP. Number one seed. Remember Tiger Woods with a broken leg? That 2008, won the U.S. Open, beat Rocco Mediate. Carrie Strug wins a gold medal, lands on that ankle. Oh, it's broken. What if she didn't perform well? What if the U.S. did not win the gold? She never should have been out there. It's when you're injured and you succeed, we never forget it. Yes. Michael Jordan ate that pizza. I mean. Oh, the food poisoning. Yeah.
4: And then a
1: similar game where Michael Jordan had the flu, which was also in
4: Utah. Which one is it?
3: And another game where Mike was in Atlantic City and was gambling all night and came back and torched the Knicks. The old brown bottle flu, eh? Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was out in Park City, Utah, over the uh, holiday break. Did you go to the pizza joint? Uh, no, I didn't. That pizza was delivered, but that was in Salt Lake. But the, there are still people who worked a party for Michael who swear that that had nothing to do with food poisoning. <laughs> but I said, it, it, "It's you're a Utah Jazz fans." And I said, come on. And they're like, okay, just saying, we know, that we know the story. We know the truth. And I go, all right, well, good luck trying to convince other people with that. And uh, they, they were like, no, nobody wants to listen outside of Salt Lake or Utah. Nobody wants to listen to that. They, we love the story. Mike with food poisoning. Although he changed it from the flu game. I go, why? Like the flu game is so great. Food poisoning, now I'm bringing in somebody else, the delivery guy, somebody else was there. Mike didn't, nobody else got to eat Mike's pizza. Yeah, Pauline.
4: I've always thought, and I really believe this, that Mike's ego or confidence, whatever word you want to use, is so big that I don't get the flu. Someone had to take (laughs) me down. Someone had to poison me or food poison me. Like. I'm always ready for games. And he shifted the blame from the flu, which would be weirdly on him, to an outside influence. But
3: why now? Why did he wait for the documentary to say, you know, by the way... He never does interviews. It's one of the most famous games in NBA history. I was there. When he walked in, Michael Jordan was gray. His complexion was gray. He was sick. I don't know what from but when you say food poisoning, well, now I got to bring in the guys. How many guys delivered the pizza? You know, nobody else had the pizza, and it was just Michael who got sick. But Mike turned in one of the great games in NBA history. That's why – if Michael went out there and didn't play well, then we'd be like, why aren't you resting him so we can play the next game? When you win, we love to acknowledge that you played through pain. But when you don't, like Baker Mayfield – then it's going to be exacerbated. And this is a situation where I think they would have been better served by playing Case Keenum, a healthier Case Keenum than Baker Mayfield. Yes, Paul.
4: I just got to go back real quick for something with the Michael Jordan flu game because yeah. you'll appreciate this. Stuart Scott was uh, in the chair at Sports Center that night. You were on the road with the NBA Finals, of course. Yeah. And Stuart Scott opened the highlight that night. Maybe it was takeout food. The hotel that Michael Jordan is staying at in Park City has no room service. He opened his highlight with that.
3: Hmm. Now,
4: that could have been Stewart just throwing something out there because he was not there. But that's how he opened this sports center that
2: night.
3: I don't know. Stewart was well-researched and good friends with Michael Jordan. I'll get the video audio for you. Okay. That is interesting. Very interesting. Hmm.
0: Yes, he. I kind of appreciate Michael Jordan sitting on that story for so long, actually.
3: <laughs> Do it's, you think he said, I'm going to save it for the documentary?
0: Yeah, like if you know who killed JFK, you're not going to like, by the way, I just want to get this out there real quick so everybody knows. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm just going to hold it for a bit until I can really use it.
3: Uh, welcome to the program. It's hour two. Uh, make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Todd Fritz has six different Limerick greeting cards Limerick cards for his and her birthdays, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year, win or lose, we celebrate. They're really beautiful uh, limerick cards. The cards themselves are. And uh, Todd is very proud of them. So do Todd a favor and at least look at them. I would appreciate that. Thank you, Todd. Yes, Paul.
4: I can't believe we have those available. Yes.
3: Well, you know, Seaton says, why don't we just have Todd write some limericks for the holidays? And I go, yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Why don't we actually try to get something off yes, of it? Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> they've been painful so far. Maybe we get something in return. It's a very viable
4: reason to do that.
3: I uh, got
0: to admit, though, there are times that I hear you do reads like that, like sort of to Paulie's point, that
3: I'm like, what, we really did. Oh, I know. This? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We have a few other things coming out in the new year that you're going to go, wait, you're doing what on this program? Yes, Pauly. Do you
4: know what I think we should sell? Is, my daughter's got these things for, I think, Christmas. They're like hooded sweatshirts, but they're more of like a blanket hooded sweatshirt. It's about four sizes too big, and you can kind of live in them. Mm. It's got a like a sh- sh- you know like a fleecy hood, and and they're huge. Mm. I think we should make these for adults for watching games, because mm. I mean my kids they they've been wearing them twenty four hours. Is
3: it like a sleeping hoodie? It's like a, a a
4: snuggie that's cut off at the the waist, mm. so you can walk about. Mm. They are popular. Let's go. Mm. Great. Great. All right, we can do it. Nap and watch game simultaneously.
2: And
3: I think we're working on a T-shirt. I think we're working on a big T-shirt here. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll reveal a new T-shirt guaranteed to sweep the nation. Love it. It's an Aaron Rodgers-ish inspired by <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. have that for you coming up. It's been over three months since Kyrie Irving played for the Brooklyn Nets, but the wait is finally over. He makes his season debut tonight against the Pacers. And even though their record might not show it, the Nets have missed it. They've asked 33-year-old Kevin Durant, 32-year-old James Harden to sh- shoulder the uh, offensive load here so far. Durant's playing an inordinate amount of uh, minutes here. And the Nets came uh, come into tonight's game on a three-game losing streak. They just lost to the Grizzlies at home. They lost to an injury-plagued Clippers team. But Kyrie's return is not going to magically solve the Nets' problems He remains unvaccinated, which means he can't play in home games, only road games. He's going to have an impact on the team. He's a great talent. Better to be interesting to see how all this plays out the rest of the regular season. But more importantly, when you get to the playoffs, what cities are going to change their vaccine mandates here? And it seems like it's very fluid right now of you can play in that city. No, you can't play in that city. And... There are certain ones that are going to be a little bit more stringent on lockdown here, but Kyrie Irving is coming back to the Brooklyn Nets. Poll question for hour two, Seaton. Poll question for hour two, Dan. Very excited about this. <laughs> As you stall for time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, should you learn? Uh, you learned from McLovin. Yeah, I did. Yes, I you did. did. Should you let uh, off-field factors
0: influence your MVP vote? Uh-huh. Right now we're at 62% say no. Okay.
3: That's a lot saying yes, that Aaron Rodgers, should he be held accountable? And that's fine if you want to. But what is the off-field violation? The coverage? The coverage led to maybe being blown out against the Saints week one? He didn't hold out. No, he, he He wasn't... You didn't test positive for, uh, you know, drugs or it wasn't a DUI. It wasn't anything like that. What's, what's the sports crime here? Did he deceive the media? Absolutely. And the media, I think, is going to hold him accountable. And I said this at the time. Somebody will hold him accountable for the MVP. And I certainly understand it. Hub Arkish actually said it out loud on 670, the score in Chicago.
4: I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. I, I, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not gonna be my choice. Do I think he's gonna win it? Probably, you know, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do who I've spoken to. Um, But one of the the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. Um, But we're we're not really supposed to
1: reveal our votes.
3: And he can't lose his job because he owns Pro Football Weekly. That's where he uh, works. But he's a longtime Bears employee. And I'm going to guess that has to factor in to a certain degree that uh, you, consciously or subconsciously his feelings about Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, he he's voting how he wants to vote. And if that's the criteria or lack thereof uh, a structure with the, the voting process, that nobody says, hey, don't factor in off the field. Nobody says factor in off the field. That's his opinion with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers has been so good. Actually, what has happened is, you haven't had a lot of great seasons turned in by other quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes had a dip here. Josh Allen didn't live up to expectations. Kyler Murray had a dip. Dak didn't play up to expectations. Tom Brady is there. But the fact that the Packers have the number one seed should be factored into this. You want to hold him accountable for the Kansas City game? Go ahead. As far as he's a distraction and that's why they lost to the Saints? I'm not going to buy into that. You got home field advantage. Now, if he didn't have home field advantage, then maybe you could have a stronger argument. If, if Hub was going to mention those things, like be more specific, I think, if you say, look, he's the biggest jerk. Okay, so is Barry Bonds. Nobody, nobody held that against him. I don't know if anybody came out and said, you know, he's the biggest jerk and I'm not going to vote for him. By the way, interesting information on the voting for Barry Bonds for the Hall of Fame. Right now, he's trending towards getting into the Hall of Fame. I have that for you coming up. Also, an injury update on Antonio Brown. Was Antonio Brown being truthful in what he said about having an injured ankle? An injured ankle that he's had an MRI, and it's being viewed as a legitimate injury, and that's why he didn't want to play. Have that for you coming up. Take a break. Nick Wright will join us on loan from Fox Sports. First things first. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Mercedes-Benz. I talk about Mercedes. I drive one. It's the best car on the road. Now they have the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van where you can tour around the country. Seaton is going to go from Connecticut to Los Angeles. This is the week prior to the Super Bowl. He's bringing the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van out And uh, the wheels that have been murdered, they have crosswind assist, blind spot assist. You have the MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, available with a gas engine. And your chance to win that van, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland. And you can go to danpatrick.com, the DP Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. We did this last year And it was a great success. Over 200,000 people entered foxsports.com or danpatrick.com. And you get the official rules and how to enter and win this amazing Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. So danpatrick.com, some equipment described like Seton is optional.
5: where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
0: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy.
3: To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than
1: premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Where other vans stop short,
3: Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans build equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Seton, would you give me an update on the poll results so far? Then we'll get to Nick Wright of Fox Sports First Things First. Should you let off-field factors
0: influence your MVP vote? Dan, we're knotted up 50-50. Oh, that's interesting. Let's go. Oh,
3: that's interesting. You also have the situation with Barry Bonds, and this is his last year for eligibility, and he's trending towards getting into the Hall of Fame. Have that for you. Also, an update on Antonio Brown's ankle injury. Have that for you as well. He's Nick Wright, one of our favorites. First thing first, co-host on Fox Sports 1, and he joins us from his car. Where are you right now?
6: I'm outside of a Costco, Dan, waiting for some new tires, my friend. That's what I'm doing. Uh, they, but you know what? I always make time for you. I appreciate uh, I'll that. I'll never say no. Uh, can I tell you a story, story from married life that has put me in this position?
3: <laughs> sure.
6: Okay. So um, as you can tell and your viewers can tell just from this little snapshot, I obviously have a very fine luxury vehicle and I bought it recently. And about a month ago, my wife said, we need new tires. I'm like, no, we don't. Just got the car a year ago. Definitely don't need new tires. She said, we need new tires. And I, you know, I said, okay, I'm not, I don't know how to say this. You know, my, I, I kind of felt like, you know what? That's my territory. This is the car. This is the tire. Like, I know that's anachronistic, but I'm just being honest with you, my friend. So, about two weeks later, she and I are driving, doing some Christmas shopping. West Side Highway in Manhattan. Feel it. Flat tire. And I swear, Dan, I tried to ignore it. I tried to just pretend it di- wasn't happening. And my wife says to me, she says, what's wrong with the car? And I, again, I don't know what my plan was. I said, nope. She looks, she looks out the window. She said, pieces of the tire are flying off. <laughs> so I'm on the West Side Highway. I find there's no good place to pull over. I pull over. She's like, I'm calling AAA. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm doing this myself. I'm fixing this tire. So I change the tire, do that. She's so like, I told you we need new tires. I'm like, yes, baby, you're right. So that day, you know, buy them on Costco.com. Shout out to them. Set the appointment. Dan, Sunday, I'm sitting there watching football upset because my Chiefs have lost. My wife is out with my youngest daughter. I get a phone call, and I don't believe in premonitions, but as soon as the phone rang, I was like, Jesus Christ, I bet we have another flat tire. <laughs> she calls me. It's raining. She calls me. Me and your daughter. Or on the side of the highway, <laughs> another flat, no spare. Put it on. <sighs> Come on, Dan.
3: That's what you have AAA for, Nick.
6: Yeah, you know what? Back when I was a kid, when men were men, Dan, we yep. did that stuff ourselves. Yeah, so new tires, new tires.
3: Okay, wait a minute, hold on here. Who believes that Nick Wright changed the tire on video? On it, you have video. What
6: are you talking about? Yeah, because my wife thought I was going to fail. My wife (laughs) thought I was going to
3: fail. You are a lug nut. Um, Well, thanks for joining us here. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, Baker Mayfield shutting it down, why now, not last week, Jim Harbaugh's story, you
6: pick. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Let's Uh start with Aaron Rodgers because... Uh, that th- The Hub Arkish interview happened on the Parkins and Spiegel show on 670 to score, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Danny Parkins, but I've known him for 20 years. He and I did college radio together. I think he's the best local talk radio host in America on the sports scene, so I'd like to start there, give him a shout-out. Here's the thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. I also think this idea, the unanimous Twitter response was, oh, my God, this is why media shouldn't have votes. Oh, my God, the you know, the – so before Dan, the woke mob comes to put poor Hub Arkish in a cancel culture casket, let me say this. <laughs> the line of reasoning that Hub Arkish used to not vote for Aaron Rodgers is used all the time in MVP discussions. I had to hear about how Brady – why is Brady the MVP? Even when he doesn't have the numbers. Oh, my, he brought his team together. He helped build the roster. He held offseason activities. We always use not just the numbers – to make or not make MVP cases. So Hub Arkish feels Aaron Rodgers, you know, non-number stuff works against him. I agree it works against him. It's just it's to me, it doesn't work against him enough. Like, yes, he maybe cost them the week one game with the distractions and play terribly, certainly cost them the Chiefs game. But despite that, they're still the one seed. So I don't so I I don't think Hub Arkish's argument is a ludicrous one. I just think Rodgers' on-field excellence and the Packers' excellence is enough to overcome it. But I think it's totally fair to say how good of a teammate are you, how much of a distraction do you cause, and weigh that as part of the MVP discussion.
3: I think if he had chosen different words than people would have had a different reaction if you say that he's you know a, the biggest jerk or whatever you can say look he was a distraction cost his team week one and we could argue that yeah. but i think it, there, there's validity there what happened with kansas city and at the time i said on the show this will be held against aaron Rodgers in the mvp race it's going and it to should. yes and it should and i have no problem with that i just think that the language or it, it felt like hey here's a bears guy and he's going on a Chicago radio station uh, in a a season where Rogers says, I still own you, and you're playing to your audience a little bit there. I I think if the language was a little softer with it, that Hub could have gotten his argument through, and more people would have understood it and said, yes, you're right.
6: I also think it does reveal this part of it. I think how many people vote for the Heisman Trophy? Like, I assume McLovin, even though he's gone now, I think he got a Heisman Trophy vote when he left. Like, that was part of the package. Like, I think a <laughs> 1,000 people yeah. vote for that. Yeah. I think that's too many. I think 50 NFL MVP voters, yeah. when they only submit one name, not even a full ballot, that's probably too few. Like, yeah, I think the NBA probably has it right. a 100 voters, and you submit a one through five, that way, it, it, the margin for error is, to me, it, it's not as likely to get screwed up by a few people. And so I think that maybe you could look at it that way. But I, I, I think the media should still vote on these things. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's better than algorithms. And it's certainly, it's certainly better than players who are going to have their own biases there.
3: We're talking to Nick Wright, first things first, and uh, also a part-time mechanic. He'll uh, work yep. in the pits during the NASCAR season yeah. as well. That's right. No,
6: only European cars, Dan. Oh, That's
3: it. so F1.
6: Yeah, exactly. Me and Lewis
3: Hamilton. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. Do you believe that Jim Harbaugh is considering, might be interested in returning to the NFL?
6: You know, so one of my best friends, I'm going to give another shout out. you got out a lot of friends, guy. This guy does. This guy does you, Danny Parkins, and Laszlo. Laszlo <laughs> does rock radio in uh, Kansas City, or actually nationwide, and he's a diehard Michigan fan. And he said this to me a month ago, and I thought he was full of it. He goes, doesn't it feel like the ultimate Harbaugh move to finally beat Ohio State, to finally win the Big Ten, and then say, deuces, you guys cut my pay. You guys made me eat it. So I've done, I've come, I've done what I said I was going to do. I've done it, now I'm out. And when he said it, I thought he was nuts, but it seems reasonable. And while I think there is going to be a chilling effect on hiring college coaches, Harbaugh might be the exception there because he already had great success in the NFL.
3: I think there's something to it. I wondered if he lost to Ohio State, was was he then going to leave and go to the Chicago yeah. Bears? Um, now you win. And, and I also find the reaction to the win against Ohio State and the blowout loss against Georgia very interesting and very telling in Ann Arbor because it's we beat Ohio State. Yeah, but you got blown out embarrassed against Georgia. Yeah, but we beat Ohio State. If it was reversed, Ohio State fans yeah, we beat Michigan, but man, we got we got some issues. We got blown out by Georgia. I don't know what Michigan's tolerance level is that as you move forward, you're never gonna out recruit Ohio State. Just well that's not a listen, happen.
6: the thing is and you know this better than me, but Michigan and Ohio State are rivals but they are not in the same class historically in college football. Like, what does Michigan have? One championship in the last, what, 60 years or something? I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I just know, you know, I obviously used to do the show with Chris Carter, who's an Ohio State guy. And whenever this would come up, he would show me side-by-side, side, Big Ten titles, national championship. Like, Ohio State is historically a far better program than Michigan. I know, and so, to me, there is – it's not Alabama Auburn, but it's probably closer to Alabama Auburn than people think it is.
3: Um, the Kyrie situation, I know you've been close to it with uh, the, yeah. the Nets and now he's coming back, but then he can't play home games here. Uh, okay. and, and, you know, the vaccine mandate city by city, it seems very fluid right now. But what? Is that your tire guy right there? Yeah, yeah
6: Dan, I'm going to have to take this on show on the road, so you keep asking about Kyrie. Oh, gonna oh take okay. My car in. okay. Go ahead. There's going to be a little rain here, buddy, but we can make it through. I, like... I, I am here for you, Dan Patrick. Uh, Kyrie. So, you t- so yeah, Kyrie.
3: How do yeah. you think this plays out mm-hmm. with uh, the Nets and Kyrie?
6: Terribly. It's an awful idea. I can't believe they're doing it. Everyone agreed it was a terrible idea. Then the Nets said they were doing it, and so people are pretending it can work. It can't work. Here's the only way it could work, Dan, and I'm going to try to get out of the rain for your wonderful viewers and listeners, Um, if they made him the sixth man. If they made him the sixth man, I think that could work. If they were like, we need Katie and Harden with as many critical minutes together, but you can add some punch off the bench in road games. Fine. But they're not going to do that. So I think the more interesting question is this. If they're going to go along with this charade that this actually can work, Shouldn't they intentionally make sure they're no better than the fifth seed? If their argument is we are better with all three of them, then don't you want to start every playoff series with two games with all three of them and any potential game seven have all three of them? It's not like, oh, we're going to miss out on the amazing home court advantage of Barclays. They were chanting for John <laughs> Moran, MVP at Barclays a couple <laughs> days ago. So I think, I think if they're going to do this – but that's why I don't think it'll work, because it's like winning is good. But you know what's also good? Losing. Losing's good, too. I think the whole thing is insane. Yeah. I just think it's an insane idea, and I don't think a serious organization would engage in it. That's what I think.
3: Uh, before I let you go and you uh, tend to your tires, uh-huh. uh, Baker Mayfield yeah. situation, I, I don't know why he's shutting it down now, didn't shut it down <laughs> so before, dumb. And it feels yeah. like he said, I'm not going to play. I'm going to have surgery. And then the Browns have to kind of acquiesce and say, yes, he's shutting it down. And Mike, what, what happened? Why not play this next week against your hated rivals, the Cincinnati Bengals?
6: I don't know. And by the way, the one team Baker has owned in his career is Cincinnati. His numbers against Cincinnati are amazing. It's everyone else not great. Uh, I think he's handled this whole thing terribly. I think that if he shut it down, he would still probably – not shut it down, but if he would have gotten surgery when he needed it three months ago, missed five weeks, come back healthy, maybe he gets a contract. I also think – and this is the point I made on the show the other day, uh, and I'll make it again here. We always hear about all these bet-on-yourself success stories, and that's because the people who bet on themselves and lose don't tell their stories. They're just sad. (laughs) Baker Mayfield is a great example of bet-on-yourself not being a great idea always. If he would have taken the Browns' final contract offer this offseason, call it $30 million a year with $60 million guaranteed, not only does he then have $60 million guaranteed, I bet he does have the surgery. I bet the franchise makes him. Yeah. I bet they're like three weeks in, we have a four-year investment in you, you have nothing else to prove, you want a playoff game last year, you have the surgery, come back at week eight and see what you can do. Instead, he tried to gut through it. He is not talented enough to overcome a physical injury when physicality is already his biggest limitation. And instead, I mean, he won the first playoff game that franchise has won in 26 years, first playoff appearance in 18 years, first winning season in a dozen years. And now it's a legitimate conversation. Like, um, should they bring in Tyler Huntley? Like, it is crazy <laughs> how fast and how quickly it has fallen for Baker.
3: Yeah. Are you getting snow yeah. tires or all season tires?
6: You know, Dan, again, I don't want to, you know, for the third time on the show, talk about what a nice car I have, but these types of vehicles, you like to have different seasonal tires. You know what I mean? You okay. like to have certain for the winter, certain for the summer, certain that can handle salt, certain that can't. So, mm, okay. you know, that's what I'm doing right now, my friend.
3: Okay. I'd still like to see the video of you changing Yeah, as a journalist okay. of, of you changing the tire.
6: Okay. You're, you know what you're also going to see in that video? Because I am shirtless in that video, oh, no. you're gonna say, You're going to say, my guy, Nick Wright, is a little more rocked up than I thought. <laughs> you're going to say, my God, now, this guy hides it well in the suit.
3: Now I really need to see it.
6: Okay, I'll text it to you. Shirtless to you later, in
3: winter. Friend. I love it. It's so hot. Listen,
6: man, a, a man of all seasons. <laughs> Tires for a nun.
3: Thank you, Nick. See <laughs> Nick Wright. First things first. <sighs> that's interesting. Now I can't get that image of Nick Wright shirtless out there changing his tire in winter in New York. Yeah, Paul.
4: Wouldn't expect him to change a tire. He seems like a guy who would call AAA quickly. Which is, like you said, you, you want to have AAA and try not to use AAA. No, but that's why I have AAA. Right, but you, you try to call them last because there is No, that... no, no. Middle. Something's going wrong. Triple It is weird, though, because a human that's the same size as you walks up and says, I'll handle changing your tire. And you're like, I know he's getting paid and everything like that, but you, you want to try to not call.
3: I have no problem. No <laughs> guilt whatsoever. It's like, oh, my God. I'm ready to hug the guy when he goes, like, oh, come here. Yeah, see, and I do, tri- I do tip the AAA guy. I do usually a 20. Yeah, see. I don't have the patience to wait Oh, I just change it. Okay. I know, Fritzy. You have never changed a tire. I either.
5: think I have AAA Platinum at this point. Uh, just, if, if I even see anything Here. remotely wrong with my car, I'm calling them, and then they could just say, "No, that's just a little blinking light. Don't worry about that."
3: Here's he, Fritzy is so inept that he needs help calling AAA,
6: <laughs> a service. <laughs> I wave somebody over from
3: the car behind me. I go. Here's, do you know how to get in touch with AAA? Is there a service that you can call to have them call AAA That's for That's the one I want. It's worth the extra <laughs> monthly bill. Take a break here. Back after this, we'll talk about Barry Bond's Hall of Fame chances. That's right after this. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL. They have iconic brands, contenders, national treasures, Donruss, Prism. You get instant classic trading cards, the most popular players, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NFL. Panini is also the exclusive home for NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the matchups for Week 18, which might help the value of those trading cards. How about Joe Burrow and the Bengals visiting Cleveland? Baker Mayfield won't be there for the Browns. Mac Jones and the Patriots go to Miami to take on Tua and the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're in Denver versus Drew Locke and the Broncos. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. The official trading card of the DP show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fire. we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex.
2: It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
3: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Chargers go to Vegas, battle the Raiders. All the festivities start at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock with Football Night in America. It was a while ago, I think earlier in the hour, we were talking about when you play through pain, uh, injury, the flu, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the condition. If you succeed, then you're part of history. We laud you. When you don't, then we go, why are you playing? And the analogies that I made, if Kirk Gibson strikes out against Dennis Eckersley, we're going, what is Tommy Lasorda thinking? Gibby homers, and of course, that's part of baseball lore. Uh, You know, Michael Jordan had the flu game. Then it became food poisoning game. And Paulie said, do you know Stuart Scott? He was doing SportsCenter that night. I was in Salt Lake. I was doing the uh, NBA Finals coverage there. And Stuart Scott came on after the game. Now, we didn't know. We knew Michael was sick. I saw that firsthand. But we were told he had the flu. Here's how Stuart Scott starts the highlight that night on SportsCenter. Maybe it was takeout food. The Bulls' Park City dwelling in Utah does not have room service. But at 5-10 Utah time, Michael got to the arena. A touch of the flu after sleeping all day. No doubt, though, the four-time Finals MVP would start. As for his teammates, well, now, how about a wake-up yeah, call? So there's a lot there in the beginning. That's not a throwaway line by Stewart. Now, he's saying, might have been takeout, there's no room service. How did he know that they didn't have any room service there? Yeah, Seton. Can I go conspiracy theory on you? Okay.
0: Maybe Michael Jordan heard Stuart Scott say that and then was like, oh,
3: yeah, oh. that's right. It was bad takeout. That's right. Mm. That's what it was. Okay. How did Stuart get that information? Speculation. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's, that's a lot more detailed mm. than I remembered. But I just remember when, when we were there at the arena... And I remember where our office was with SportsCenter. So we'd go in there, and we'd get ready for pre- and post-game covering the NBA Finals. And all of a sudden, I heard all this, this noise, this loud noise. And what it was, it was the, the media, mostly Chicago media, following Michael. Michael's walking in, and I remember looking out, and we knew that he was sick. He looked gray. And I thought, oh, my God, he's not going to play. And then we were trying to get updates on that. And then we were told that he has the flu, but he's going to try to play. They're giving him IV. He's going to try to play. And then, of course, he played and had one of the more legendary games in NBA playoff history. Yeah, pulling.
4: Stuart should have ended the highlight with fluya.
3: <laughs> fluya. How did he not do that? <laughs> fluya. No, no, I got it, Todd. <laughs> I can't do fluya. No, I know. I got it. I like that one. I got, I got it. I got it. Eat it, Todd.
4: He had 25 years to come up with that bit.
3: (laughs) Flu-ya. 37 points. Flu-ya. Flu-ya. I'm not here to cheer you. I'm here to flu-ya. All right, let me get, okay, a couple of things here. Uh, I got an update here on Antonio Brown. According to Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Antonio Brown has visited a top surgeon away from the Buccaneers, had an MRI confirm he's dealing with a legitimate injury, and he originally suffered it back on October 14th. So that uh, kept him out through his three-game suspension. Antonio Brown, according to friends, worried about the pain he was experiencing, so they encouraged him to see a top surgeon outside the Bucs organization. Uh, Rick Stroud goes on to say Antonio is known for having a high pain threshold, but the belief is Antonio probably should never have been on the field to begin with on Sunday. The official statement from Brown's camp will be issued soon. They have stayed quiet. Mike Florio pointed out on Pro Football Talk, Antonio Brown was listed as questionable for the Jets game, didn't practice Thursday or Friday because of the ankle. Now, where it gets interesting is, One wonders if such an update could also allow Tampa to put Antonio Brown on the injured reserve, a move that would prevent him from signing with any other team slash contender before or during the upcoming playoffs. Although, if you watched Antonio Brown leave the field, didn't look like he was in pain. Didn't, you know, he's jumping up and down. But I don't know. It feels like he's trying to use the ankle to get paid. The Buccaneers are trying to use the ankle to not pay him. What would stop the Kansas City Chiefs from picking up Antonio Brown? Only for a couple of games. That's it. Five weeks. Pick him up. Why not? Now, you got to look at the organization. And, you know, can he fit in with that team, with that quarterback, with that coach? That's the key. Andy Reid has dealt with an awful lot in his career, including Michael Vick coming back from prison. You got Patrick Mahomes, who he'd have great respect for. Now, I'm just speculating here. But if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm thinking, the last thing we want is, this guy gets out, we got to pay him, and he's going to play for somebody else. Because you can sit there and go, well, no, no one's going to pick him up now. What if Antonio, can Antonio Brown mend fences in Tampa? Because if you got Tom Brady as a mediator here, I don't know if it can, can happen, but stranger things have happened. I got five weeks. That's where Brady could say to him, look, five weeks, just, just stay on board here. You know, don't play in the final game against Carolina. Yes, Eden.
0: Man, it sure feels like Bruce Arians has taken a lot of heat on this one yeah, yeah. already. Yeah. Would, would he be willing to go back again?
3: Uh, Man, that's tough. I think, I think it would be hard for him now because of what happened with the vaccination card. And it did feel like he was done with him. And he even said that, hey, look, he knows he's on a short leash. And, and you know, Bruce comes off as no nonsense. It's you got to deal with the Brady factor. Because Tom wants him. Tom know, Tom's all about winning Super Bowls. That's it. That's all he, all he has left to play for. Super Bowls. He's going to have every record possible. Who helps him get a, another Super Bowl? Antonio Brown does. Yes,
0: Is there a lawsuit in here somewhere? With <laughs> Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers? Because being cut from the team... When you're injured. When you're injured and you don't want to go in the game because you're injured, sure feels like a union-y, lawsuit kind of thing. To
3: this me. is where the Players Association comes in. Mm-hmm. And then that's where... You know, it might be where he says, just give me my release. Let me go and I'll, I'll sign on with somebody else. But, you know, he had a chance to get these you know, bonuses. He was going to make a million dollars. All he had to do was be... A good soldier, now he, he was told that he, it was time to leave if he was not going to be healthy enough to play. So that's cutting out that second-to-last game. Then he had the last game where he's going to have to make up the numbers there to get to his bonuses. And he was going to make maybe a million dollars there. But it feels like that story is not over in Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown. I've been talking about uh, Barry Bond's situation, and he's starting to trend towards getting into the Hall of Fame. Uh, first year, 36 percent, then uh, 34, 36, 44, 53, 56, 59, 60, 61, almost 62 percent. He needs to inspire a 13.2 percent improvement in his final year on the ballot. The deadline for voters was Friday, December 31st. The final results will come out on January 25th. Um, Ryan Thibodeau does a great job uh, tracking this, where he talks to both public and anonymous Hall of Fame uh, balloters, and uh, he has Bonds polling at 81% as of January 1st. If Bonds gets in, then who else gets in? Sammy Sosa doesn't, because the argument has always been, which is flawed, that Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he started cheating. Uh, Is Mark McGuire a Hall of Famer? No. Sammy Sosa? No. Does Bonds go in as a pirate if that's the case? Uh, Roger Clemens, to me, was not a Hall of Famer before he started using in Toronto. Alex Rodriguez? When? And they popped him twice, which I would immediately (laughs) take him off any consideration there. You get popped twice, you should be kicked out of the game. Final hour coming up. We'll check in with the Cleveland Browns and the great voice of NBC Sports, Sunday Night Football, Al Michaels, will join us as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. One more item, we close out hour two. Puerto Rico, the new go-to destination for quality investment opportunities, but finding those right projects to invest in can be a pretty tall task. That's where Impeller comes to the rescue, taking the guesswork out of the equation. Impeller is a new online tool that's spearheaded by Invest Puerto Rico that facilitates connections between investors and on-island projects looking for capital. Discover innovative projects across all sectors, from healthcare and tech to clean energy, visitor economies, commercial real estate, and Impeller's easy-to-use features. Allow you to get right to the deal. If you want to get insights into financials, company background, leadership performance, anything else you need to make a more informed decision when investing in Puerto Rico, visit investpr.org forward slash impeller. You're going to be able to set up your account today. Then gain access to quality, innovative deals that are right for the taking. Impeller is your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Powered by Invest Puerto Rico.